1: Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.
2: Hi, this is Jim Rosenhouse, and you are listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. And we welcome you in to Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us as we have returned home after spring training and a season-opening week-long road swing. The Guardians with their home opener on Friday. They did come up short by a score of 5-3 to to the Seattle Mariners, but the Guardians still off to a very good start at 5-3 the season coming up in a little bit on our show this week we will hear from a couple of young relief pitchers for the guardians who had some big moments on that season opening road trip left-hander tim heron and also right-hander xavion curry well let's first start with a week in review and a pretty good week it has been so far we'll begin with last sunday's game in seattle the mariners And the Guardians in a four-game season opening series, and the Guardians looking to take three out of four if they could come away with a win on Sunday. Seattle got the scoring started with a first-inning home run from Julio Rodriguez off of Cal Quantrill, but in the second, it was the Guardians responding with a couple of men on and Mike Zanino at the plate. The pitch.
1: Swing and a high fly ball, deep left field. Pollock is going back. He's on the track. He's at the wall. It is gone! A three-run home run on a towering fly to left by Mike Zanino. And the former Seattle Mariner first-round pick returns to his old home and gets a big two-out three-run blast.
2: The Mariners answered with three runs in the third inning to take a one-run lead. But in the seventh, the Guardians came back yet again with a runner at second and Stephen Kwan stepping to the plate.
1: Tying run at third. Infield in the pitch swing and a ground ball base hit between first and second into right field. Guardians tied up and Stephen Kwan has his sixth RBI of the weekend. And with the infield drawn in, he hit a bullet.
2: The game remained tied and we went to extra innings. In the 10th, with that runner at second base, two walks loaded the bases for Guardians pinch hitter Josh Naylor.
1: He swings and taps it to the mound. To home for one. Raleigh to first. Bounce to throw down the right field line. That is going to enable Ramirez to score. Bell to third. And the Guardians get a gift and lead six to five. A tailor made. One, two, three double play. And the catcher Cal Raleigh stepped in front of the plate after taking the throw from Spire and getting the force at home and threw a one-hopper to first that Franz couldn't make a play on, and it bounced down the right field line, and that enabled Jose Ramirez to score from second.
2: So with the Guardians leading, heading to the bottom half of the 10th inning, normally that would mean Emmanuel Classe would be on the pitch, but he had thrown the previous two games, and he had the day off. So Terry Francona turned to Trevor Steffen to close things out.
1: 6-5 to five, Cleveland in the bottom of the ninth with a run- tying run at third. Winning run at the plate. And the 1-2 pitch. Swing and a fly ball into shallow center. Making the catch Steven Stephen Kwan. Ball game. And the Guardians have taken the last three games after losing the opener on Thursday night.
2: So that completed a strong series to open the season in Seattle. Guardians taking two out of three, and it was on to Oakland to start a three-game series with the Athletics. And an early season candidate for wildest game of the year came on Monday night in Oakland. As uh, the Guardians got things going in the very first inning, Stephen Kwan and Jose Ramirez reached base, and that brought Josh Naylor to the plate.
1: Josh Naylor, the batter. And he swings, drills a base hit into center field. Quan around third, he is heading home. Ramirez will stop at second. Guardians lead at 1-0 on a two-out RBI single to center by Josh Naylor. He has now knocked in three. And the Guardians have jumped on James Caprillion for a 1-0 lead, and they still have runners at first and second.
2: The very next hitter was Andre Simenez.
1: His next delivery... Swung on line toward first. Fair ball down the right field line. Rolls into foul territory for extra bases. That'll score Ramirez. Into third is Naylor. And an RBI double down the right field line for Andre Jimenez. But the A's cut
2: into the lead with a run in the bottom half of the first inning. And then a five-run second inning put Oakland on top. Six to two, and it did not look good. But the Guardians started to chip away in the fourth. And they did it with a blast from Josh Naylor. they will try and get something done here against the starter, James Caprillion, who has set down seven straight. He goes to work on Josh Naylor, and Naylor hits one high and deep to right. This one is into the seats. Home run, Josh Naylor. His second on the season. Guardians cut into that lead. It's now 6-3, to three, Oakland. Later on in the fourth, two men on, and Miles Straw stepped to the plate. Here comes the 2-2 pitch to Miles Straw. It's on its way. Swung on, line drive, left field. That gets down for a base hit. Rounding third, heading for home is Jimenez. He scores. Being waved around third is Brennan. He will score standing up. It's a double for Straw that drives in two. And just like that, the Guardians are right back in it. In the fifth, Oakland's Ramon Laureano belted a three-run home run, and that extended the A's lead to to 8-5. But back came the Guardians once again, this time in the sixth inning. Stephen Kwan's sacrifice fly made it an 8-6 game, and then Ahmed Rosario drove in one more.
1: Familia's ready. Here it comes. A swing and a shot up the middle base hit center field. That'll score Will Brennan from second, and it's once again a one-run game. And once again, Cleveland gets a big two-out hit.
2: Rosario tied the game with a sacrifice
1: fly in the eighth inning, and then Jose
2: Ramirez put the Guardians on top.
1: The pitch, swung on line drive, that'll be a base hit into right. Quan will go to third, overrunning the ball is Caplin right. It rolls to the warning track. Quan is going to score the go-ahead run. Ramirez is into third with a little league triple. And the Guardians have a 9 8 lead.
2: Then Josh Bell was up next, trying to bring Ramirez in from third.
1: Bell sends a little bloop in the air to left. It's not deep near the line. Brown running catch. He'll throw it to the plate. Here comes Ramirez. Throw, slide, safe with a head first slide. Ramirez eluded the tag of Langoliers. On a shallow fly to left near the line. That Brown made a running, charging catch on and throw to the plate. But the best base runner in baseball, Jose Ramirez, oh scores from third.
2: Why, but on this night, Oakland would not give up as they tied the game in the bottom of the ninth on a two run home run off the bat of Seth Brown. He took Emmanuel Classe deep, and once again, the Guardians went to extra innings, a second straight day in the tenth. Stephen Kwan was the runner starting at second base. Ahmed Rosario would single, and then Jose Ramirez came through again.
1: Now the right-hander fires, runner goes, pitch swung on line towards second, base hit right field. That'll score Kwan. Rosario hesitated, now he'll go to third. And Jose Ramirez with his third straight hit tonight, his second RBI in this game. And the Guardians still have runners at the corners and now are back on top 11 10.
2: The Guardians added one more in that 10th inning on a wild pitch to make it 12 10. And that proved to be a big run because Oakland would not go down easily. Estiori Ruiz drove in a run with a double in the bottom of the 10th. And it was up to Eli Morgan to try and close it out with that one run
1: lead. Here's the pitch. Swung on, fly ball, left field, near the line. Quan is there, makes the catch, ball game. Oh, that was a breeze, wasn't it? In 10 innings, Cleveland is able to survive Oakland by a final score of 12-11. to 11.
2: So another extra inning win for the Guardians heading into Tuesday's game. Oakland won that one, walking it off in the ninth inning on an RBI single from tony kemp and it turned into a four three loss for cleveland setting up wednesday's rubber game the afternoon game and the finale of the road trip in oakland for the guardians and once again it wasn't easy good pitching on both sides the game was scoreless until the sixth as hunter gaddis turned in
1: the best start of his young career and here's hunter gaddis with a career best six innings and counting he deals and the pitch hit in the air Third base side foul. Arias has plenty of room. What an inning for Hunter Gaddis. He had an eight pitch inning. Cleveland with the lead, two to
2: nothing over Oakland. Then in that sixth inning, the Guardians would get the scoring started with a couple of men on for catcher Cam Gallagher.
1: Domingo Acevedo in the pitch to catch a Cam Gallagher. And he swings and drives the first pitch. Deep left field. On the run is Brown. Track. Wall. And it's off the top of the wall. That'll score Jimenez. Straw around third will score. And a two-out, two-run double off the 15-foot wall and left and left center off the bat of Cam Gallagher. And the Guardians have a 2-0 lead.
2: Cleveland was back at it in the seventh inning, this time with the bases loaded. And Andre Jimenez at the plate.
1: And he rips one into right center. That'll be a base hit. That'll score Ramirez and Gonzalez on his way to third base. The throw, the slide, the tag. Arias is out at third, but the run scores.
2: But in the eighth inning, two home runs and a total of four runs for Oakland tied the game at four. And once again, it stayed tied through nine. So on to extra innings, the Guardians went again, and in the 10th, Will Brennan drove in the go-ahead run on a ground out, and then Stephen Kwan added a big insurance run.
1: Swung on line towards short, over the head of Allen. That'll be a base hit to left, scoring straw, and that's another critical hit for the top RBI guy on the Guardians. Stephen Kwan with his eighth RBI. Gives Cleveland a 6-4 lead here in the 10th inning.
2: And then Emmanuel Classe was on in the bottom of the
1: 10th to try and finish
2: out the road trip.
1: The pitch line drive to deep right field, but right there's Gonzalez. Ball game! And the Guardians, for the first time in 21 years, open the season on the road and come away with two series wins. So there it was, a
2: 5-2 road swing for Cleveland. Just tremendous play to start the season. Off day Thursday to prepare for the home opener, and then on Friday it was Seattle with a five to three win over the Guardians, spoiling the home opener. But uh, boy, it turned out to be a at least a sunny day, albeit chilly, and it was a sellout crowd of thirty four thousand eight hundred and twenty one at Progressive Field for the opener on Friday. Stay with us; we'll have more to come after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network.
1: At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together.
0: It's 40 love here in the third set. And there's the bell. She's coming off the
2: bench hot, looking for a quick knockdown. But wait, she's driving to the hoop. Oh, (laughs) down goes
0: the champ. Now that's another double fault. She'll be shooting, too. The serve is up. And here comes the left hook. She's bundled her home and auto insurance with Progressive. Swish, ace, savings, TKO.
3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.
1: The set in the 2-2. And straight three call! How about this debut by Tim Heron? Four major league hitters all retired via the strikeout.
2: Jim Rosenau's back on Guardians Weekly as we join you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Well, it was a history-making week as patience was rewarded for rookie left-hander Tim Heron, who made this ball club out of spring training, and he made his first major league appearance in Game 4 of the season on Sunday in Seattle. And he did it in style. He struck out all four batters he faced. And that turns out to be a Major League record. No one else had ever done that in Major League history, striking out the first four batters they faced. And we had a chance to catch up with him earlier this week. And he talked about that. And also, he talked about what it was like coming into the first big league game, that walk-in from the bullpen.
4: Yeah, I really just tried to... Taking the whole experience, um, coming out of the bullpen in the major league game, kind of taking it in the stadium, um, kind of realizing like I made it. Um, but yeah, it was a surreal feeling. Um, and then I got to the got to the mound, got my warm up pitches in, and then tried to kind of settle, settle myself down and um, do my job, and that's to get some outs. So yeah. <laughs> and, and did you think you'd go back out again? Um, I thought there was a decent chance. I just knowing. The way the, their lineup was set up, they had left, right, left. Um, so I figured I'd go out there to face another lefty at least. Um, and then they left me out there for the third hitter of the inning, and then, yeah. So, Did you have any idea you strike out for the, the four hitters that you faced that it might have been uh, something uncommonly special? I mean, I definitely, when it was over with, I obviously felt really good about the outing. I definitely didn't think it was history or anything like that, um, which makes it really cool. Um, I went in there, you know, obviously strikeouts are great, but I was just trying to get some outs, and stuff felt really good yesterday, and I tacked the zone and worked out.
2: When you look at what made the day special, I know your parents had a chance to stay. They, they had been patient through the weekend. What did that mean to you just based on everything that maybe they meant to you during your career?
4: Well, yeah, I mean, they growing up, they supported me through everything, driving me to travel ball tournaments, um, paying for all my equipment, everything they've been through just to kind of help me get to where I am today. So it felt really, really good to be able to have them in the stands and uh, get to kind of see that dream come true for me. Did you get to see them pretty soon after the game, too? Um, I actually didn't see them after the game. They had to rush to the airport, but um, they texted me and then called me when they got home last night. So that was good.
2: And you mentioned the things that they do for you. You have a a sports-playing family. You have brothers who play sports. What is your perspective of of what they do for all of you guys to to keep you going in your different sports?
4: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine everything they've had to try and coordinate and – trying to take care of me and all my brothers because all four of us have played multiple sports going on at multiple at the same time, especially when we were all in the house. I couldn't imagine how crazy that must have been for them. You know, when you're a kid, you don't really realize that. You're just like, oh, I practice. My parents are going to take me. But you don't know, you know, the work, you know, trying to get one brother here, one brother there. It's a, it's a lot. Um, I'm just really grateful for them and everything they've done for me um, to help me get to this point.
2: And it wasn't just baseball, was it? You had other Uh, brothers playing different sports
4: yeah not just baseball baseball football basketball kind of going on year-round all four of us so
2: yeah that's left-hander Tim Herron who has experienced some ups and downs in his first week in the major leagues but one thing is uh, very much readily apparent he has the stuff that can be successful at this level and he has shown it the majority of the time over his first week in the major leagues Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Josh Bell and Mike Zanino, some of their thoughts prior to the home opener on Friday. That's coming your way next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians
1: Radio Network. With Lucky Land
4: Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Kim is back with you at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. It's Guardians Weekly, and we thank you so much for tuning in. And it's great to be back home after uh, about six weeks of spring training and then a week-long road trip to start the season. And the home schedule got underway on Friday before a sellout crowd, a Mariners win 5-3. to three. But uh, it's always exciting on opening day and prior to the game, both Mike Zanino, and Josh Bell, the two major acquisitions for the Guardians in the off-season, they met with the media and spoke about some of their early impressions of the ball club. And, and Josh Bell talked about how important that good road trip was to start the season.
3: No, it was huge. Um, really, uh, grinder games, uh, back and forth, um, coming back um, late. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's awesome to see, especially when uh, you know a guy like myself hasn't played very well at all. So uh, you know, kinda takes the pressure off there and you know I'm happy to get things going this this series against the, the Mariners.
0: When you're struggling early on, Josh, what do you just go back to the basics in terms of, you know, quality <laughs> and bats, all the things that you've you've leaned on over the years?
5: Uh,
3: no worries. Repeat that again.
0: When you have early season struggles like this, do you just lean on what would you always have in terms of just making quality at bats, squaring balls up, things that
5: Yeah, I think uh, it-
3: there's a you know quality at bat uh, emphasis. I think um, you know when I can simplify things, just get back to the basics, like you said, um, from both sides. You know it gets tough from time to time, uh, trying to honor both sides and, and put work in on both sides, but. When both sides are going really well, um, it's, it's really fun to play, um, so uh, I'm, I'm pumped to show you guys that this weekend. Do
0: you um, find yourself, is it hard not to press, you know, when, when you get up there, when you're struggling to not, like, try to get a home run every time you're up, or how does that, how do you process Well, I, you I think
3: t- that uh, you got to look at every game played play as an opportunity um, to show what you can do. Um, you know, I've, I've had really good games, I've had really bad games, but, you know, I've got to look at you know, each opportunity has a blessing. Um, I can come out here and, and put a, a uniform on and, and play with, you know, the best team I've been on. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely pumped to get things turned around um, and, and have something to cheer cheer about.
5: Josh, we asked Mike this the other day, but it, I know it's a small sample size, but have you been able to get a taste of what made this team so successful last year in their scrappy style of play? Yeah, I mean,
3: I, I definitely saw it, um, you know, glances of it with the Mariners but the the back and forth against the A's we um, saw it full tilt um, Threw the ball really well you know scoring on a sack fly that I hit that was you know maybe 120 feet away from home yeah. it's nuts right um, stuff like that you don't really see especially coming from you know a top dog like Jose Ramirez you know three-hole guy um, not a lot of three-holes scoring that ball in um, in this league so uh, you know it's definitely fun to watch could be for both of you there was a lot made of what this team was able to do last year just off of their team chemistry
2: and camaraderie with you guys kind of being the new guys how would you describe the
4: atmosphere with these
0: guys I mean I think it picked up exactly where it was last year I mean obviously not being a part of that team but you know you can tell when young groups gain confidence and young players gain confidence um you know interest continues to grow and uh, seeing what they did last year seeing what they're doing Now, you know, seeing these guys putting time in the weight room, in the batting cage, um, watching film, you know, these these kids, whether they're young or older, are, you know, continuing to grow. And I think that's what the great teams do. Um, You know, we don't settle for, you know, a series win or a win. We're continuing to always grow. And uh, I've said this before. I mean, this is building blocks to the ultimate goal of getting to October. So we're going to take our bumps and bruises. But I think when you have a tight knit group like this, it makes it easier And Mike, for you. You know, since you played against them when, when, when you were at Tampa. So what's it like? What, how did you view them there? And then what's it like to be on the other side? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean when, you, when you played against them, you knew what you were going to get. I mean, they're running hard 90s. We're stealing bases. We're doing that stuff. So as an opponent, you're preparing for all of these things where – You know it's going to be there. You just don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know who they're going to try to exploit running. Uh, You don't know when that first and third opportunity comes. So you know that style of play puts a you know almost an anxiety on the defense. Um, You know so it's one of those things where being on this side now, seeing how it happens, uh, seeing how it can translate into runs, uh, you know, or putting guys in better positions in the box, having runners in scoring position, uh, it's a huge opportunity and it gives us more opportunities to win.
1: You guys, as far as the pitch clock. Josh and Mike, from a catcher standpoint, just how have you been able to adjust to that?
3: No, yeah, I think that the overall vibe in the clubhouse is that, um, you know, it's, it's definitely positive. I, I think that, um, you know, come August and September, our bodies are going to feel a lot better not being on the field for that extra 30, 40 minutes. He um, saw it, I, I want to say that was our second game, first yeah. game, two-hour game. Um, yeah. That doesn't happen uh, very <laughs> often at all, um, so... I think for the most part, everyone's you know uh, really
0: excited for it.
5: Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and as games are going on, we just have to
0: figure out how to uh, you know slow the game down to benefit us. Like I said, we we pay, play at a very fast pace. Um, you know, I think there's going to be opportunities on the defensive side. Uh, we're going to need to figure out you know how to slow it down. You know, let an outfielder get back into position. You know, slow down a pitcher that's thrown a lot of pitches in a row. Um, but I think you know as you know. These, these first few series fall into place, I think, as, as the games go on, we'll continue to learn that, and, and it'll be seamless. For, for both of you guys, after what we saw what happened in the World Baseball Classic with of being packed and, uh... and so much so
3: talking, regardless of spring training, World Baseball Classic, there's new changes and new rules. Do you guys think that baseball is actually in a, in a very good point, like, a, like the game is safe, or, or it's like baseball is like different? You guys, What do you feel about baseball right now as, as, as a
4: sport? I mean, yeah. not the, the no, head. I
3: mean, you know, this time last year we were worried because we we're coming off the lockout. Um, and I, I think that, you know, last year's, you know, baseball season was incredible for a lot of fan bases. Um, you know, you got, you know, here in Cleveland, a lot of things to, to be excited for. Um, and then that coupled with, like you said, the WBC, it was really, really enter- entertaining baseball. And, uh, the way it ended, it seemed like everybody watched that game. Um, somebody said it was like $4 million yeah, people, that's that's insane. Um so definitely, you know, steps forward for the game, um coming, you know, from the last thirteen, fourteen months.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, with the expanded playoffs, you know, and, and games, you know, maybe condensing a little bit. I mean, hopefully it gives viewership a little bit easier to watch. Um, you know, I think as players we want, you know, we want the speed of the game to be a flow. Um, you know, there's just that fine line of, you know, being able to make professional adjustments and then being able to play within a time constraint. But I think players being open to it and you know us being able to try to adjust to it is just ultimately you know hopefully moving in the right direction for this game did you think the game was too slow before these uh, yeah, and I think, you know, the, the adjustments with the mound visits, I think, you know, the extra inning rules, uh, I mean, I think all of them were to try to condense the game. Uh, I think, you know, there was a time, though, where, you know, something like this was imminent if we wanted to really, you know, cut a large amount of time off. Um, you know, it's going it, to, it, like I said, it's going to take, you know, some time. You're going to still continue to see some things, but as we get, you know, into the flow of it and sort of know the nuances and working with umpires and everything, I think it's going to be uh, way more seamless. I'm just asking, as a player, did you ever think this is just taking too long? Oh yeah, yeah. when you're sitting there on a four-hour game, or or behind the dish. I mean, there's there's been some long ones, and you know it's, um, you know th- there's still been some games we played that are three hours. But I mean, in that in that time span, there's a lot of action. I mean, those games could have very well have been in the three and a half, close to four-hour range, and you know we're still condensing it to close to what major league average was last year. Like as a catcher, did you have to kind of retrain your brain at all in terms of? I know you got no chance to relax back there to begin with but just kind of a heightened sense of mental alertness is that Yeah, I think you know getting a grasp on, you know, what pitchers are doing, what they're throwing well, I mean the adjustment period of giving a guy some time, you know, is is gone. I mean, our our ability was to try to manage game flow and take care of the pitcher, but now, you know, we're trying to get in and out of innings and sometimes we have to just ride strengths longer, uh, you know, as Pitches build up or, or innings, you know, there's been times I've looked up and it's a really fast 15 or 18 pitches and we're sitting there and, you know, you have to either use a mound visit or find something to do to slow it down. Um, you know, when it comes to the game-calling side, I mean, I think it's pretty fluid, you know, with, with how it's always been. But, I mean, I think it's one of those things where, you know, we're going to find the little nuances to be able to slow it down when we need to. Um, but I think at the, the end of the day, you know, when pitchers moving at a faster pace, it, it can end up benefiting them.
1: George would you your – with your wife being an hour away, how much does that make it easier for you with family life and all that? No, yeah, it's, uh,
3: it's really exciting. Uh, you know, i got my parents in town, got uh, her family in town as well, watching the little one run around. I haven't seen her since, you know, uh, the week before spring training, so she's grown a ton. Um, so I'm excited to, to finally, uh, you know, play a, a, again in front of her uh, tonight.
4: Like, just a quick question about the
3: pitching staff in general. You know, you got through spring training, you're through a week of the season. Has anything surprised you about this group of guys?
0: No, I mean, I think seeing how they work, uh, you know, last year and being able to work with them in spring training, uh, it's a very advanced approach uh, for guys that are, you know, some guys are still really building their resume. Uh, I think uh, with the starting staff, their ability to go deep into games, their willingness and want to go deep into games, uh, it's not, you know, the norm now. Um, and then I think with the bullpen, it, it's as advertised. I mean, I think when we get into that that section of the game, you know, we can bridge that gap to get the Class A really, really nice. And you know, obviously, when you have you know arguably the best closer in the game, it's 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 nice when we can pull a lead out and hand him the ball in the ninth. I know you guys haven't been here that long, but do you have a handle on why
3: these guys are
0: like fight to the end, kind of kind of a
3: team? Is there something inside your teammates? Or? Well, I mean, I, I feel like. Um, Last year, just with the projections and all that, no one expected them to play well, Um, and they proved people wrong night after night. Um, And and now coming back this year, it's, you know, do it again, you know, uh, run it back and have another opportunity to play in that tournament at the end of the year. So, uh, you know, that's that's the atmosphere that we have in the clubhouse, and it's it's definitely a, a fun one to be with.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, stemming, stemming too from, from the top, you know, I think when you get the opportunity to play for a guy like Tito and, you know, he's got one message and it's he wants to win. And, uh, you know, this game can be so tough, especially on young players with not knowing where their career is going to go and that, but he keeps the message very simple. When you can get 26 guys pulling in one direction uh, and for one another, you know, it, it makes it fun to come to the yard every day and, and take some of the other stresses off.
2: That is Josh Bell and Mike Zanino, the two Newest Cleveland Guardians offseason acquisitions, and both have uh, contributed in various ways this first uh, week plus of the season so far. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from rookie right hander Xavion Curry. He's had a good first week of his uh, second major league season now after debuting a year ago, but making the roster out of spring training. We'll talk to him when we return with our final segment after this timeout.
1: At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. Two seconds left on the clock, third field goal range, and it looks like he's going to go with a 5-iron. No, wait. The quarterback is skating back on the ice. He's talking with his caddy. They're pulling the goalie. He skates off the fairway as the kicker lines off his putt. It's a breakaway! They've bundled their home and auto insurance with
5: Progressive. Touchdown, savings, birdie, goal!
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.
2: Welcome back. It's Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. It's our final segment, and we had a chance to visit with rookie right-hander Xavion Curry earlier this week as, uh, boy, he came up huge for the Guardians on Tuesday after a short start by Zach Pleszak and the bullpen already being used quite a bit early in the season. They needed a big effort from Curry and he threw five strong innings in relief on Tuesday in Oakland. And after that, he talked about how he was able to keep his composure and give the Guardians a big lift out of the bullpen.
5: Um, I think, you know, being a starter by nature, I am used to going out there and and going multiple innings and, you know, just kind of keeping that same mindset, understanding where the game was at that point, and, you know, just trying to do the best, a job for the team to to get them in the best position to win so i just um you know stay ready stay locked in into into every game into every pitch until it was my time to go out there and help
2: the team was in a spot bullpen-wise where they needed you to do that, and any extra pressure that you feel, or do you really just try and focus on each pitch?
5: Um, no, honestly, I, I honestly didn't feel any extra pressure. Honestly, it was a, it, it's a privilege to kind of you know save save those guys' arms, you know, just to see what they did in in Seattle. You know, most of those guys went back-to-back days and just come in a big spot. So you know, to to get them guys those guys resting to keep them sharp for us to win when more more ball games you know I didn't feel any pressure you know like I said just just being able to go out there and just help the team the best I could
2: it had been almost a week since you had pitched in an, an actual game how'd you stay sharp
5: you know just keeping keeping my mental locked in you know like I said just locked into every pitch that I wasn't I wasn't uh, a part of and just looking how hitters were swinging and just you know waiting for the moment to get in the game.
2: What a game. You you were, gosh, the way it went, long gone by the time it was decided. But when you, you see the way this team plays, what are some of the first things that come to mind to you?
5: I mean, some of the first things that come to my mind are just the, the resiliently, uh, resilient, you know, how this team never gives up. You know, no moment in the dugout did, did it feel like we were down. It always felt like we were in the game and just, you know, every guy went up there, every pitch, every play, and just, you know, battle and just work to, to, to get us in the best position to win the game. And at the end, that's what we did.
2: And the style of play just seems to to bring out some big-time enthusiasm uh, among yes. teammates and, and all that kind of stuff. Is it almost like a college atmosphere sometimes with this club?
5: Yeah, I, I, and I would say that just because of how much I, fun I feel like we have. You know, I feel like everyone on this team gels together so well and, and once it's time to step in between the lines. I feel like everybody is, is, is fighting for their brother's back. You know, everybody's trying to pick up their teammate, trying to – Trying to pick up the team, trying to—I feel like everyone has the mindset to put the team in the best position to win. You know, it's not—it's not an I mindset on this team. It's a—it's a, it's a we.
2: And and you're a part of that now. At the end of spring training, you weren't for a couple of days mm-hmm. as, as you were sent over to the minor league side. Explain the emotions that you went through for a, you know a two three day period when uh, you thought maybe you would be starting in AAA, but you come back.
5: Yeah, I mean the you know if the emotions were you know kind of up and down just you know because you know uh, like you said nobody wants to hear they're going down to AAA, but um, like I told the coaches in that exit meeting during spring training that you know I would I would go down to the minors and I would you know continue to, to continue to work and to continue to work on my craft. Until the opportunity came for me to uh, come up and help the the big league club, and that opportunity just came a little faster than I expected.
2: it seemed like you had a good spring, and I know you've, you've said you really worked hard in the off season. Do you see some some extra sharpness to your pitches?
5: Yes, I I, I do see some extra sharpness uh, to my pitches, and just you know some consistency in my delivery. But like I say, I'm still working every day to to create more sharp sharpness and, and more consistency, and just to make my pitches even better on on a daily basis.
2: And I, yeah, I know you mentioned you have that starter's background. How are you doing uh, working out of the bullpen? I, I know it was more of like a starting assignment last night, but uh, eventually it could be shorter stints. How's that going?
5: Uh, honestly, it's, it's going good. I, I'm, I'm learning from uh, the, vet, the veteran bullpen guys and just, you know, kind of understanding the, the bullpen reliever life and just understanding that routine and how to keep my body ready for moments when I do have to go in the game on short notice. So, honestly, I, I'm enjoying the experience. You know, I, I, I've had the starter experience, and now getting to get the reliever experience, I feel like, you know, I kind of get to see what both worlds are like, and it's an interesting world. Xavier,
2: nice going last night. Thanks a lot for coming by. Thank you. That's Xavier Curry, young right-hander, who is off to a nice start in his first full season in the major leagues after making this ball club in spring training. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week. Just a reminder Guardians baseball on the radio Saturday night a six ten first pitch against Seattle at Progressive Field. We'll be on at five thirty five with the warm up show. then a 140 first pitch against the Mariners to close out the weekend series with Seattle. That's on Sunday afternoon and we'll be on at one o five. Then the Yankees come to town for a three game series Monday and Tuesday nights at six ten and Wednesday afternoon at one ten. The weather is supposed to be beautiful. Pick up your tickets at CLEGuardians.com or the Ballpark app. And if you're looking to get into the ballpark for not a whole lot of money, take advantage of the Jose Ramirez ticket package for the three games against the Yankees. $11 upper deck tickets. If uh, you pick them up at CLEGuardians.com slash tickets, and if you do that by Monday at 10 a.m. So take advantage of going to a baseball game for Eleven That's not bad. The Jose Ramirez ticket plan for that Yankee series only Monday and Tuesday nights and then Wednesday afternoon. Thanks, as always, to Brian Matze, our network coordinator back at uh, Command Center, and also Johnny Goldsmith here on site helping us out with the show this week. Until next week when we join you from Washington, D.C., this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network
1: guardians weekly has been brought to you by progressive helping guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance